I want to encourage somebody out there who's thinking about quitting and giving up. Somebody who has been praying for years for things to turn around. You're thinking about quitting. You're thinking about giving up. Don't give up. There are some times in life where you fall down and you feel like you don't have the strength to get back up. So it's like one step at a time. You just want to to step out of it, to step out of the, 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 the whole race, the whole business. The, the monstrosity of being alive overwhelms you. We cannot deny the forces that once we attain a certain level of pleasure, then we're going to get used to it. But if it gets, you know, redirected or it doesn't happen the way we want, well, that's when the suffering comes. You take steps in this direction, you take steps in that direction sort of get lost along the way and sometimes you fall down. But if I fail, I try again and again and again. For as long as I try, there's always that chance of getting up. And it's not the end until you've given up. And just the fact that you're here should persuade you that you have another chance to get back up. There's still hope. Where is their happiness? Well, happiness is found within, within the heart, or found within the whole world, everything and nothing. It's not in one particular thing, but it's in everything. I know how it feels to have a broken heart, and I know how it feels to be alone. But I just want you to know that it's not the end. You're thinking about quitting, you're thinking about giving up, don't give up. Don't give up. Stay in it. Stay focused. You've got to reevaluate and attack life again, and it's, it's tough, it's hard. You know, it's like being knocked back almost. Even though you're successful, it's like being pushed back again. Yeah, whether you win or you lose, the depression still sets in, right? Yeah, yeah. The number of uh, teens, Gen Zers, 20-somethings suffering from uh, depression and anxiety and loneliness. Loneliness is through the roof. This is one of the biggest issues that they're dealing with on college campuses. We rise to our maximum potential when we're of service to others. Going back to anxiety, going back to depression, going back to loneliness, I truly believe that's the answer. That's the way out of any kind of mental illness. It's like, I'm gonna make myself a better person, I'm gonna make the world a better place, and everything that I'm doing, I've got these two chariots, and I'm going down this road, or I'm going down this road, or I'm going down both together. been there a lot. 
in my life, uh, especially before my car accident, my teenage years. Uh, then the first woman I ever loved, we had a big breakup, and that breakup sent me down in depression and suicidal planning. And uh, it's tough to dispense advice to people other than get help. And I'll share why. Because that time in my life, I had so many people coming up to me, you know, my friends would come into my dorm room, Brennan, let's go do something. And you just, there's just, the, the hope is lost. And what people, I think, make the mistake of trying to do is hype people up. Everything's gonna be okay, you're gonna be great. And what people need who are suicidal is serious psychological intervention. They need to seek support and help. And outside of that, when they do get that support, the first thing a great therapist is going to do, outside of the emotional reflection work of why are you here and what has caused this sort of pattern for you, they're going to get you starting to get some momentum. The, the most important thing is when you are super down, outside of finding that emotional reasoning for where you are, is to start getting momentum. Because with momentum comes hope, with momentum comes motivation, with momentum comes uh, uh, you know that feeling that there's a reason for tomorrow. And so it's as simple as just saying, okay, what are three things I'm gonna do today? And I don't mean that like a lot of personal development guys would say like, what are your three big goals for the day? Arr! I'm like, dude, sometimes that first goal is, sh I'm gonna shower today. I'm really gonna shower today. Uh, I'm gonna walk to the library. I'm gonna come home. And that's all they got. Like literally, that's all they got. And you gotta honor that struggle when you're in that place, like know that where you're at, it is okay that you're there, and now you're gonna need help, and now you're gonna have to set up some daily practices just every day, win a little bit. Not like win your dreams, not like crush through goals, not like be a badass, not like, no. Just momentum, man. You know, I, most of the guys I've dealt with in that position who were suicidal, um, outside of their therapeutic work, I said, the most important thing you can do is win the morning. I don't want to ever be flippant with the advice to people who are dealing with that situation outside of get some help, get some momentum, and be okay if that momentum is really small because it will build. Trust that that momentum builds and trust that those gloomy and bad, dark days, trust that those are going to be there. They'll get less and less and less as you learn how to cope, but they're going to be there. And so when they're there, it's one of the, my, I mean, outside of teaching people to bring the joy in my life, I teach people to honor the struggle. Honor the difficulty. When we honor the struggle instead of hate the struggle, we can really achieve extraordinary things because our mindset's in the right place. It accept, like, as soon as you honor the struggle, you accept that, oh, of course, there should be struggle here. I should, I should honor this process. When you go to the gym to work out, you like honor that this is gonna be hard and honor that process of getting better. And the more that you bring honor to it, the more your psyche builds with strength and you get a little bit of that esteem back because you see yourself engaging something versus avoiding it and running away. You see yourself connecting with something and giving it reverence. You're like, like I have reverence for the difficulties of life. They may be better. So I, I don't want a friction-free life. I'm not interested in it. You know, the, 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 I, I like to say sometimes that, you know, the journey to greatness begins the moment that our you know, deep desires for comfort and ease 
are overpowered by our desires to connect and contribute. Because you, I look at veterans in the past. It was, you know, I think in World War II, it was called shell shock. It was all these different things, but it was not acknowledged in the way that it is now. But I think it needs to be talked about more. Okay. I think the more things are talked about, the more comfortable we are, and the more we can understand them. Uh, when I woke up one morning and saw that in a tweet that Prince Harry came out talking about his depression, it made me really happy. Because I've been places and someone has said, well, you lost an arm and a leg, so you had a right to be depressed. And I stopped him. I was like, depression is real. You don't, you don't even have to go through something traumatic. Some are caused by you know, something traumatic. Some can be a, a chemical imbalance in the brain. And I feel like if you had heart problems and saw a cardiologist, well, everyone would be concerned about you. You would know you're doing better. And it would be open and honest with the crew, anybody you no work stigma, with. Not yeah, weird. but the most complicated organ in your body. If you have a problem with it, suddenly there's a. We don't want to talk about that. No, and you can get over it, and that's what people need to realize. You can be cured. You can get past it. That's what we need to need to realize. You know, the reason I did it is because when I was in my depression, I thought I was alone. I didn't open up to anybody. So I thought someone's going to read this and it's going to help them. So I just, as nervous as I was about the book, I kept thinking that one person is going to read it. Well, now it's open up this dialogue and I'll go and I'll speak and we'll do Q&A and people want to talk about it. I gave a speech in Florida and it was, it was an older crowd. It was just, like I was going to say, it was, they were old and I, I speak what's on my heart. Mm -hmm. And I gave my speech and as I was closing, I kind of mentioned some depression. Because I was, I was coming out of the winter months and I, it hit me again this past winter and I went and saw the doctor. and So it was on my mind and it came up. And as I was saying, I thought, this generation of people probably aren't connecting to what I'm saying. When I walked off the stage and they lined up, the amount of people that thanked me for talking about mental health. And here I was, I thought they didn't want to hear. I thought I was stepping out of line. No, it needs to be talked about because it's it's not just this generation. It's people are realizing more and more that it's an issue. Right. And the more we talk about it, the easier it is for people to be honest with themselves and get the help they need. I quit. Yep, I quit. The urge to stop moving forward. to the Impact Secret Podcast Show. Welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up. As always, thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation with a standing foundation of self-discipline. I am your respectful host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, it just simply means Ed. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know the slogan, the motto that we live by here. Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game and play. Now, let's talk about Bob Marley's slogan. 
Well, excuse me, the quote that we live by here. You never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. You understand this, family? Execution on disciplines and habits creates freedom. Have one question to challenge you today and then two thought-provoking statements. First question to challenge you. How do you stop yourself from not giving up? How do you stop yourself from not giving up? Thought-provoking statement number one. Momentum and urgency. Momentum and urgency. Thought-provoking statement number two. The will to not quit will always be present. You must fight every day to win the battle. Again, the will to not to quit will always be present. You must fight every day to win the battle. I opened up the show with the title. So I'll say the title again of today's show. I quit the urge to stop moving forward. You know, family, um, this is something I didn't want to do. Um, the reason why I didn't want to do this is because I understand truly how, how real this fight is when you make a decision in your mind that you want more out of life. I didn't want to do this because I was excited about another topic, but this topic stopped me in my tracks because I can think of countless times of when the odds were stacked against me. Matter of fact, I have a shirt that I have that says against all odds. And I borrowed that title. I should say that title was inspired by Tupac's album. He has a song I think it's on Machiavelli called Against All Odds. And from time to time, I'll hear that that song because that song reminds me of the challenges of life. You see, in life, sometimes when you are. You get to a point or you can develop a a, a skill set in which you have the ability to compartmentalize. And when you compartmentalize, there's 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 things that you tuck away in a safe or you shut the door on and then throw the key away. And when the time is right, sometimes, though, you can go in and open up that door or I should say you can call a locksmith to open up that door. And that locksmith can be another problem or another issue or situation you're going through that opens up that door that you thought locked away. They always say, how come speakers have the ability to get on stage going through what they're going through and be able to articulate a statement like nothing is wrong? It's like sort of like if you threw a pebble in the water, the there's only certain uh amount of water that will will shake while the other rest of the water stays calm. I didn't want to touch on this topic family because I know what it is like. I lived what it's like and I don't have any rah rah no inspiration, no motivation to get you excited about not wanting to keep going on. All I have is the facts. You see I have the facts because I know and not think what it's like to quit. There's been plenty times in my life 
where I've wanted to quit or I have quit. I quit because I realized that there was no other option. And sometimes family, you have to be able to walk away. And that, that, that is challenging of letting go something that you believed in or letting go of something or someone that where you wanted to be and where you've seen that this was going to be amazing. This was going to be a lifetime. This was going to be something that was permanent, not temporary. You see, the first time I got my wake up call, it was very young. And when I say very young, I mean very young as far as the first really, in my humble or opinion, is disappointment of not making the basketball team because all of my friends were on the team. And I couldn't for, for the life of me understand why I didn't make the team, why I wasn't part of part of the, uh, the, the opportunity. I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit on basketball because I was like, well, Maybe this is not for me, but I'm glad I didn't quit because see what I learned was, is I learned from the coach that the expectation was, is, is that I wasn't there yet. See, that's what I I loved about that coach at that time when he didn't tell me that uh, I couldn't do it. He didn't tell me that uh, I didn't have the skill set or the talent. He just said, not yet, not yet. You're not ready yet. And the funny thing is my sophomore year, I grew a little bit and then I continued to grow as far as height and as far as attitude. But see, I I could relate with 50 when he talked about the losses of life, when he talked about his mother losing his mother. And I, I never put two and two together until I lost my mother. You see, I was 27 at the time, and I've shared this story with you before, family, of how I was just having a conversation with her, and she told me everything was all good. It was all good because she just said she had a simple headache, a headache that turned into, let me go check into the hospital, the the hospital turning into death. Just like that, just so fast. But how I found out and where I was, where I found out was the thing that hurt me even more because what I had truly understood that everything was all good. I thought that everything was working itself out. And then the next thing I knew I'm going back to another, back to the destination where I just left to bury a woman that has been there from day one. I wanted to quit. I wanted to quit because I felt like there was no point of going on any further. I felt like that. What was the reasoning of, of really doing the things that I were doing to get better. Why would I need to go back to school to better myself? Because I wanted just to better my financial uh, outlook when you're not even promised to tomorrow. So why even keep going? Why even keep trying at this thing called life? Maybe they were right about me. Maybe I wasn't not, I'm not smart enough. Maybe they were right about me. Yeah, I am lazy. Maybe they're right about me. Maybe I shouldn't, you know, I'm just going to be another statistic. I'm going to be another black man as a statistic. But see family, I had made, I had to realize something. And I knew what it was 
but I didn't want to answer the call. See, the call was that my mother would start saying it was it was probably five years before prior to her death. And she kept saying these things, this, this one sentence over and over again. And it would frustrate me when she would say it. But when she passed, I understood it clicked. I said, oh, now I get it. You see, she would tell me, family, she would say, I'm not always going to be here. So you have to be strong, not only strong for your for yourself, but you're going to have to be strong for your siblings. I'm like, well, in my mind, I'm thinking my siblings are much older than me. So why do I need to be strong for them? But she what she was doing was prepping me. She was building me up. She was actually growing and grooming me at the same time. And I had no idea. I think that's where a lot of the strength lies is because I've watched and I've learned that a lot of times people think strengths are in muscle, but it's actually in the muscle of the mind to make up in your mind that you're going to fight through that depression, that you're going to fight through that anxiety, that you're going to fight through whatever you're dealing with. See, family, when you make up in your mind and you make a decision that every day you're going to get up and fight, that's that's a, a, a winning start. See, that is the hardest part of making the decision and then applying the decision to the fight, or I should say stepping in the arena to go ahead and take the fight because it's not easy. I wish I could tell you that, you know, you can get up and then you can and, and, and you can chase your goals and, and you can be a multimillionaire, a multi-billionaire. You can have the life that you want to live. I really want to tell you that, family, but I wouldn't be separating myself from the people that tell you that to sell you something compared to somebody like me. That is, I want to be able to provide you so much value that it's just not about the rah-rah. It's about the ability to build a self-discipline, about the ability to build habits, to allow yourself to deal with whatever emotional aspects that come towards your way. Like I mentioned, depression and anxiety, because these things are extremely and truly real. You have young kids out here hurting themselves because of the attacks that they have in social media. And then you'll have a older generation saying, well, they need to toughen up. But see what the older generation doesn't understand is, is that is that the information that when they were growing up or the technology that when they were growing up was not in place. So you can't compare your life um, to someone else that is in a different time zone, I should say, or a different atmosphere because it's, it's two different things. So we have to be cognizant and careful of how we try to dictate and tell someone's life. That's why I love um, in the audio clip I played with Brandon Brashear when he said, I don't try to tell people what to do. I say, go seek professional help. And the reason why I understand that statement now and, and see, I used to be guilty of it because when you go through a lot of in life family, when you when you felt like you've dealt with different, you had different fights along the way in your journey. You when someone comes to you, you're so quick because you you understand you have an ideal of kind of what they're going through and you want to help. But I just learned something today that was very impactful. And it's that, you know what, maybe they do need to see a someone professional. Maybe they do need to sit down with someone that is licensed to be able to guide them on the way I can come in and give them a, a, a framework of what helped me. 
However, they have to make the, they have to go deeper inside and that I think, and not think I know requires a professional. That's why when Brandon was talking about doing, um, uh, about a daily practice or, um, and that's why I use momentum and urgency because you have to, you have to build momentum. I don't even care if you are not having any emotional issues or you're not dealing with depression or anxiety or anything emotional or frustration because frustration is big too because you can be so frustrated about where you know you should be, not think where you know you should be and you're still stuck there and you're like, what is going on? I'm doing everything. I'm getting up early in the morning. I'm reading the, the, the material. I am staying consistent. I am staying persistent. Why haven't I blown up yet? And you can just say, forget it. I'm done because you know what? I'm not like this person or I'm not like that person. And the comparison of other people of where they're at. And that's why I told you in yesterday's episode, I said, we have to be careful with that because a lot of that can, that, that can drive us into a, a emotional downward spiral that we are not prepared for. So when Brendan talked about those daily practices, that's why I have a daily practice and, and, and I measure myself. I need to measure and see what's going on. I, I read in this, um, it's, I, I can't remember the guy's name, but when I do, I'll put it out there. But he has an amazing blog that I've been reading and it's, it's you know, via email and, and I'm reading it and it was, it's truly amazing. And one of the things he was talking about, he's, he's having a series on productivity. And one of the key things is, is like he was saying, you can do everything you want to do as far as all the different produ productivity hacks. But if you don't address the root cause, none of that matters. I'm going to let that sink in. None of that matters if you don't address the root cause. And a lot of times, family, we like to brush over what the true root cause is. The root cause starts with us. The root cause start with how did I how did I get into this mental state anyway? What is driving what is driving me to feel this particular way? And instead of doing some some surface cleaning, I need to go. I need to get to the root because if you don't get to the root, the weed will continue to grow. That's why I always ask and I, I challenge you, family. I, I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, I, I put out there, you know, multiple times, hey, guys, text me. But this time I really want to know. I truly want to know. And I'm asking for you guys to text me because I am truly curious to see how do you stop? How do you prevent yourself or better yet? Let me phrase it how I asked it in a question. How do you stop yourself from not giving up again? How do you stop yourself from not giving up whatever that thing is that you're going after, whatever that, 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 um, workout or what, or, or book you said, you, how do you keep moving forward? I would love for you to text me that information. Um, and, and tell me 214-915-2440 again, 214-915-2440. I never really ask you guys for much, but this, I want to know because I think there is, or I know there is a struggle out there uh, 
for people that really want to know how do people push through what they're dealing with, push through what they what what they want out of life and how to always recenter to, to, to get back on course when they get tripped or they fall down and lose their balance. How do you pick yourself up? That is key because if you learn how to pick yourself up, you have no problem falling down. Mm. I'll say that again. If you learn how to pick yourself up, you will have no problem with falling down because you know I can get back up. You know that this this me falling down is temporary. You know this is only a setback. Okay, I won't say it, but I have to for a, for, for a come up. You know that things will get better if you just go ahead and make the conscious decision. But it starts with the work, the work of if you need to go see somebody and don't Family, let, let me park here parenthetically. Let me just park here. A lot of us, and I used to be this way until I actually went and seen, because I wanted to understand what it was like in therapy. I've never had done therapies. So I did it. And you know what, family? I think it is very healthy for you to go and talk with a therapist. Because I... I, I and especially in in my community. Well, I should say I don't know uh, how I grew up, and we, I have an episode on it where I said what goes on in this house stays in this house, and that was the attitude that we that that was instilled in me, and I still have that same mentality from time to time because of the fact of it's protecting myself or not, you know, because I don't want somebody to think something. Um, of me worse off than what it is. So as I guess it's almost like an image type thing, but what I realize, am I in this business or I should say, am I in this profession to, to help myself or am I really here to give value? And I'm really honestly here to give value. I'm really honestly out here to help a little ED or, um, or anyone out here in this world that are, that is looking to, to change what they're dealing with him and, and just maybe and, and just maybe that my story will help them understand that it's possible. Maybe my story will be able to help them to understand that if you can have a breakthrough, no, it's not going to be easy. And yes, it will require something of you. Maybe you're not doing, which is work, but, but, and, and, and you know, I talked about buts, buts is a conjunction, meaning the the sentence before it is 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 no longer really, truly valid because now we have a new sentence. You know, um, yeah, I did fall down, but I got up. Yeah, I was going through something, but I found a way out. Yeah, I understand that this is this is not fair, but I found a new way to make it fair on my terms. So, family, I'll close with this. When you make a decision to find you, to push through whatever you are dealing with, you have to be willing enough and able enough to say, I need help and not be afraid to seek help, not be afraid or, or, or I shouldn't say afraid, but to have the fear of what people are going to think about you. 
because you may you may not know it they may be dealing with the same thing and you may be the you may be the star or you may be the one that sets the pathway to allow them to feel comfortable about doing and going to get help I should say or working on themselves and working on themselves at the same time you may be the light that sets the pathway for someone coming behind you I've been your host I am your host respectfully ED for all you smart and intelligent folks that just simply means Ed this was kind of a serious topic today family because there is a true struggle to keep going in life when you feel life is against you when you feel like there's no way out when you feel like nobody cares so I'm not going to give up on you if you don't give up on me peace